What is up, everybody? Welcome back to the In Situ Health and Fitness Podcast. Real quick, everybody, before we jump into today's episode, I just wanted to see if we are connected. If we're not connected on social media, then make sure you hit the links in the show notes so you can follow Mac and I because that's where we continue this conversation. Mac and I are always posting about the topics we talk about on this podcast and we want your input. We want your feedback. We want your thoughts. Whether you agree or disagree, we want it all. So make sure you follow us on Instagram or anywhere that you're on social media and make sure you comment on the next post about this podcast and give your opinion on the topic as well. We'll see you over there. I have a confession to make. Oh no. Oh no. Oh no. No, it's not that bad. Uh, The confession is that I sometimes, most of the time, still feel uncomfortable in the gym. Mm. Right? Do you think it's normal? Yeah. I, I don't think there's many people that feel that comfortable, especially when it's busy. Yeah. You know comfortable in a gym like that and I've noticed that like a lot of new people that I meet or new people that I talk to that are clients that are going to the gym it's like they're looking for the comfort like when is it going to feel comfortable Mm. like there's going to be a point when I feel great in the gym and I'm always confident and I'm always comfortable but that doesn't always happen like you obviously you're going to have your days where you feel good and the days where you feel bad but just something came up in uni that really I guess, motivated me maybe to think about it in a different way. So I find if I feel, everyone, I assume, when you feel uncomfortable with a situation, you avoid the situation, right? So you don't go. Maybe you tried the gym and it's uncomfortable. So you're like, I'll train at home or I'll run because running is a lot less eyeballs on you at once, I suppose. But like research shows with more things than just the gym, anything that you are fearful of have anxiety around that exposure to the thing is the only way that you are going to reduce those feelings Hmm. it makes sense right yeah i feel like we often think about it in the other way though we think about it like if i do it more i'll just get comfortable to it rather than thinking about the exposure taking away the negative feeling Hmm. so Obviously, if you have severe anxiety, I'm not recommending you do exposure therapy on yourself because it is like a clinically supervised sort of thing and it starts in small doses and you usually the smallest um, like activity or exposure to the fear that you can possibly think of is where you would start. So maybe if you are anxious about going to the gym and you don't yet go to the gym, I would suggest that you go in and do something that makes you feel the least uncomfortable so Mm. walking on the treadmill i think that is the thing that i see a lot of people come in and if the gym's busy they're like oh my god yeah and then they go to the treadmill because you don't have to move around you're not doing movements that you aren't unsure about and then you can build up from there maybe you do half of the session on the treadmill and then half of the session lifting the weights that you are familiar with and that you feel comfortable with but I just really wanted to highlight that you can't avoid it forever. Yeah. And it's not going to just vanish. Like it, it comes and goes in waves. Um, Even as a PT, I'm in the gym every day, all day with yeah. clients, in front of clients, not even clients, members looking at me. And sometimes I have those bad days and sometimes it's just like, whatever, I don't give a fuck. Like <laughs> just what it, like, you know, everybody's going to judge everybody, but 
as we've spoken about in the past, no one's actually judging you. Everybody's yes. just judging themselves in their own head, but it looks probably looks like they're judging everybody else. So everybody else just, and it can get quite intense and uncomfortable. Um, I'd add in, like, go see a PT or somebody like yeah. that, or for your first session, just book in with, you know, the staff there just to run you through the gym or how to use the machines. Um, <clears throat> I think that sort of goes hand in hand for what you're talking about, like exposing yourself to it, but you've actually got somebody guiding you through the exposure without them knowing that <laughs> that's yeah, happening. Yeah, that's what's happening. But it's just a good way to do it. And I see it all the time. Like yesterday we were talking about how I had a new guy come into the gym and he's like, I've never been to a gym before. I don't know what I'm doing, what I do. And I thought that took a lot of gut to come in and come up to me and say that. But yeah. um, as coaches or PTs or just people staff in the gym, we love that. We yeah. love showing people through a gym. Like if somebody's not sure of how to do an exercise, honestly, it's go up to the staff because the staff will love to show you how to do it. Um, Especially in a 24 hour gym, because I feel like it would get kind of boring, monotonous, yeah. just standing around, not no one wants your help because everyone has that mentality of I know what to do everybody like, has their headphones in everybody's yeah. doing their own thing so when somebody else comes up and they're not sure of how to do something it's great for the trainer or employee or whoever it is yeah to just break that mold so don't be afraid of that either um, and not only that it this does take I guess this would probably take a few sessions to you know get comfortable to do but if somebody's doing a squat and they've got perfect form and it looks great Go up and ask them how they did it mm. and ask for some pointers. Um, generally, it's taken them a long time and a lot of practice to get to that point because squats are hard. Mm -hmm. uh, doing a proper squat is hard, yeah. I should say. So um, it takes a long time, a lot of practice, a lot of trial and error. They've probably had a few injuries along the way, so they can actually give you tips on what not to do as well. Yeah. Or like, you know, they could say, oh, look, I injured myself doing it this way, so avoid Don't that, do that. <laughs> not, not saying why that will hurt you as well but everybody's different but it's just good to take on board other people's thing and once you talk to one person in the gym it's quite easy to start talking to everybody else it's yeah. just breaking that little barrier of just talking to that first person just even if it's just walk past somebody and say hey how are you yeah and it just breaks the mold and it just takes that anxiety off even as a coach sometimes I walk into the gym my anxiety is high and all I need to do is just to the first person ask me how their day was and just because you have that conversation, it just drops and it's just yeah, gone. Yeah, it feels much better. Yeah. I, I picked up this thing in a Tim Ferriss book a while ago. I think I might have mentioned it on the podcast and that is like just the phrase go first, mm, you know? I remember you saying that, yeah. So like when I'm walking around the city and stuff and if I make eye contact with people, which you do all the time because there's a lot of people, just smile. like. How nice is it when you walk past someone and they smile at you and you're like, oh, they smiled at me. Hmm. But we never think to do it first. We never think maybe I should be the one that smiles first. That is my mentality in the gym now. Like, obviously, I started this with saying I feel anxious in the gym. But I think it's really, really important to find a way to manage discomfort, right? Because we can't avoid discomfort. Like, it is a good thing in some circumstances. But if you can find a way to manage it, then it, it's a lot less scary. So my way to manage the discomfort in the gym is to just start a conversation, just go first. Because everyone, like you said, is thinking, oh my God, everyone is looking at me. Mm. 
when everyone's thinking that about themselves, right? Yeah. Um, so yeah, just just go like you don't even have to start a full conversation. Just smile, say hi. Or I the way that I always do it is I start a conversation about the music because mm. it's common ground. You're both listening to it. Like oh my god, like this song or how bad is this playlist or you know it's neutral. It's everyone listens to music and it just sort of breaks the ice. You feel more comfortable being sweaty and puffing in front of a complete stranger once you sort of know what their voice sounds like I guess but yeah, yeah. I was just gonna say same Go thing first. about weather in Melbourne whenever I'm struggling or just need to have it get that go first in Melbourne you talk to Melbourne people about the weather and it just starts a whole True, thing yeah <laughs> so it's just Very um, cult following <laughs> yeah I, I have been doing that go first thing trying to do it like especially when we get in the lift sometimes it's awkward yeah. when you get in a lift in our building there's 58 levels of residential so a lot of people are in and out you don't know everybody so as long as you just say hey how's it going yeah it makes that long lift ride a lot less awkward yeah um yeah like that nice what have you got this week so this week a client actually asked me last night um how how do you come up with topics for your podcast and i said i don't really need to now especially now i'm seeing triple or even more times the people what we were in our adult mm. and things come up that you think that are gone and dead and been disproved like there's so much information out there now like it's the information world there's information on everything so you think that these trends or topics or whatever they are get this they are disproved but a lot of people still believe them because I guess advertising social media pump yeah. it up to be truth to sell you more stuff and so question for everybody out there so that's how we come up with topics because I see a lot of people Max sees a lot of people has a lot of information throughout the week at uni and all that sort yeah. of stuff so it's easy to come up with topics but if just side topic if you have any topics you want us to talk about or you heard something in the gym and you're like is that true does it actually work uh, there will be a link where you can submit submit a question. So you, instead of a question, you can say, "Hey, Jack Mac, talk about this on the podcast. Um, I had this experience. It tells your story, yeah. and we can dive into it." Um, but generally, it just a lot of these topics just come up out of conversations and our day to day life of working with people in the health and fitness industry. Yeah. Um, so this one, we have spoken about it on the podcast before, but not for a long time because I thought it was gone and dead, and we've. You know, we've spoken about it. I've seen every probably influencer on YouTube talk about it and disprove it and all that sort of stuff. But does it matter how many calories you burn during a workout? Does it matter in what context? For what? Well, does it make the workout more beneficial if you burn more calories during the workout? No. Yeah, that's correct. Yes. <laughs> How'd you go at home? <laughs> so this is, a, this is where a lot of people fall prey to a lot of advertising or, yeah, I'd just say it's advertising at this point because a lot of gyms or workout styles will say, oh, come to our class, we burn, burn on average 600 calories per session. Mm. Um, and it gives the workout more value because you can see like, oh, yeah, I'm burning this much. So other workouts only burn this much, so it must be worth more. 
or yeah. it must be worth going to. So Ed, that is just advertising at this point. So I have mentioned him on the podcast before and I'm gonna reference a lot of his work. Still gonna probably get his name wrong, but Herman Ponza. I'm pretty sure that's right. It'll be in the show notes if I've got it wrong. But Herman Ponza done a, uh, wrote a book called Burn. And he went all around the world testing this theory of how many calories burnt during a day. Like he went to tribes in Africa, he went to desk workers in New York. And at a certain point, every single human on earth hits a calorie usage for the day. So I'm just gonna use 3000 calories just to make it easy. Mm -hmm. So once you hit that 3000 calories, your body pretty much just stops burning calories. And you can't just keep doing workouts. So you can't just go, oh, well, I'm gonna do a workout that burns 1,000 calories, 1,000 calories, and I'll burn 3,000 calories, so I can go and eat 3,000 extra calories for the day. It just does not work like that. Your body is a lot smarter than you think. So it will just take energy away from brain function. Mm. So your brain takes a lot of calories to actually function and get you through the day. So you just start getting groggy, sleepy, and that's when you feel like you know, you go for all the hunger foods and all that sort of stuff because your brain hasn't got the willpower to stop you. Um, sometimes even digestion. This is a this sort of got me for a while there as well. So you do a hard workout, you burn a shitload of calories, and then you just go out and eat your normal like our normal food, which is still healthy, still nutritious, all that sort of stuff. But because I've burnt so many calories in the morning, my body stops digesting properly because it hasn't got the energy to. So digestion takes a lot of energy, especially for raw whole foods. So you end up bloated. Mm. And I understood this, but a lot of people don't. So if you're doing a hard workout, still eating healthy, but then you end up bloated, you just think you're fat at the end of the day. Yeah. Well, you're just bloated and your body isn't digesting properly. So. Um, I'm just coming up with all these things and reasons why calories burnt in a workout does not matter. Um, I just, it come up in the gym the other day and I'm like, I just couldn't believe it's still happening because the information's out there. Like, um, again, I recommend if, you, if you're still like, nah, Jack, it matters. If I burn this much, it, you know, I can eat this extra calories and all that sort of stuff. I literally heard someone in the gym yesterday saying, when I was in a calorie deficit, I would go do a workout and I'd burn 700 calories. So then I could eat 700 calories more additional to being in a calorie deficit. Well, then you're not in a calorie deficit anymore if you're adding in 700 extra calories the days you do a workout, right? Yeah. Um, was he a bodybuilder type person? Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, and this was, that was, again, just beaten into everybody for a long time, especially in the bodybuilding industry throughout the 90s to like the thousands and it's sort of obviously gone away now with a lot but of in other the 90s functional. and 2000s how that how on earth did bodybuilders know how many calories they were burning in a workout because they didn't have smart watches and rings and stuff it was very basic and the basics work so there was no calorie counters and all that sort of stuff so a lot of bodybuilders True. would actually write their calories down yeah so they would write down what they ate how much and then convert that and then have like a diary and have a table and add the calories up that way so just like my fitness pal but just on paper yeah but i mean calories burned yeah. in a workout oh true yeah so but a lot of the time they would do an extra um cardio workout 
and think that that's burned, you know, again, it was probably just a rough guess back then, but they've done their cardio. There's probably, yeah, like a time intensity equals yeah. this amount, right? And that's, so, yeah, good point. A lot of the time with machines and all that sort of stuff, you see how many calories it burns. Mm. So if you put your hands on the handle on the treadmill, it says so many calories burnt. That is not how many calories you're burning. So that's just a rough guess of exactly what you said. So um, it ju it'll just take in how fast you're going and how long you've been on the treadmill and just pop out a number. Yeah. It doesn't take into consideration your body weight, your um, muscle mass. That takes a yeah. big, that, you know, that all takes a big role in how many calories you burn during the workout. Um, I've gotten way off my point, but to come Still. back to it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Calories in a workout does not matter. Uh, don't rely on it. Um, it's a measurement that shouldn't even be considered when you're working out. Uh, if you are going for fat loss or weight loss or muscle gain, whatever your goal is to you know, look better, whatever it is, don't focus on how many calories you burn during the day. Just focus about your calorie intake. Mm -hmm. okay? um, find your calorie maintenance and eat below that in a healthy way. I will say that going from, I should start with, my body has changed the most when moving from workouts that are very calorie demanding wise. So like CrossFit and high intensity workouts. So I'm like, I'm burning a lot of calories doing CrossFit and wads and all of that stuff to just pretty much just doing bodybuilding. Is that what we do mm. now? I guess you would say. Um, so yeah, realistically, like the gen pop would probably think that HIT is the answer to weight loss, right? Because that's what we're sold and HIT equals more calories burned. But just weightlifting for me has, and lots, hundreds of thousands of other people I know, you just have to get in the right community online and you'll see it, that weightlifting has made a far greater impact in fat loss, aesthetic goals, physique and everything like that than any amount of calories burned in any HIIT workout, right? Mm. It's just, I just feel like don't forget the power of weight. Yeah. Because like maybe they don't burn that many calories on your watch, but that doesn't matter, right? Because you're going to look better, you're going to feel better, you're going to live for longer. All of the things that we always talk about, right? So just don't forget that, yeah, I guess calories burned doesn't equal how good you're going to look. Mm. And you brought up a good point. We're going to continue on this conversation for a bit longer. Um, so weight loss. So you said like hit equals weight loss. And yeah. it does because your body doesn't prioritize muscle as important. So your body will almost get rid of muscle in some cases before it does body fat. So yes, you're going to lose weight because muscle weighs more than fat. So if you're doing high intensity workouts that burn a shitload of calories, Generally, your body will hold on to fat, but then lose muscle. Mm. So you will lose weight, but you won't look as good. You probably won't feel as good either. Yeah. Because your body needs muscles to for your joints to function properly, for your hormones to regulate properly, everything else in your body. So, um, yeah, like you said, you won't burn as many calories, but throughout the day, if you do a high, like a high, a really intense weight session so not high intensity but just an intense weight session so you actually try real hard in the gym you lift a lot of heavy weights with 
with perfection, good form, making sure you're not hurting yourself. And that is gonna burn more calories throughout the day because it's gonna, your body is going to be trying to recover from that session throughout mm. the day where um, you do the high, you know, like the high intensity training um, your body can't recover because it's already burnt so many calories, so it's going to hold on to body fat and yeah. all that sort of stuff. So, good point. And yeah, so it just, you don't have to take our word for it. There's so much research out there now. Look up that book and even dive into heaps of research online. We only have one single question this week because it is a really good one, and I know that Jack is just going to tangent his whole way through it. So I've, I've allocated a lot of time for it. And that is, what is the best way to build muscle? That's the question, the best way to build muscle. So let's just talk about like, let's just talk about building muscle in general. I think that there's three main things, if I had to like narrow it down, that people should consider. Mm. The first, what do you think it is? God. The best way to build muscle. That's just when someone says to you, "How do I build muscle?" What's the first in relation to exercise? What's the first thing you think of? Lift weights. Yeah. Yeah. So, but you can go to the gym and lift weights. But if you aren't, what's the word for it when you have to continually like over oh, progressive, progressive overload? overload yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. So, like, if you just go into the gym and you just lift the same weights every single week, yeah, you're not going to build muscle, right? No. So it's a. It's, if you go in and just start lifting random weights, yes, you'll get results in the first little bit if you're doing it properly. Yeah. Um, but it, uh, I'd say generally I do phases, especially for muscle building in three to four weeks, maybe five, depending on the person. So that means the program or the stimulus changes every three to four weeks. So mm -hmm. in those, I'm just gonna say four weeks, they're progressively overloading the weights. So say bench press is in their program, they're gonna do 50 kilos on the first week, 60 kilos on the next, 70 kilos on the next, 80 kilos on the next, four weeks. <laughs> um, and then the exercise changes. So it's still gonna be a chest exercise, but the exercise changes. So the stimulus changes. It might They might drop back in weight and then go up, or you can change the rep range. So they might have been doing five reps for the first four weeks, and then we go do 10 reps for the next four weeks, and then 15. So obviously the weight's gonna be decreasing, but the reps increase so the stimulus changes so just making sure that the stimulus changes through progressive overload or just exercise change or rep range and that sort of stuff mm -hmm. um, yeah don't just continuously go in and do the same thing for six months and a lot of people get in that trap of oh, i got results doing this but then plateau and then they do it even more and even more and it's like it's not working anymore yeah. change it and it's funny like how we started this podcast by talking about being comfortable and mm. stuff. And if you get a program that's six weeks and you learn all the exercises and the movements and you become really comfortable with them, it's gonna be hard to want to even change because yeah. it's like you've found a comfort zone, right? Yeah. I just changed phases in, I don't know, do you have a name for the workouts that you give me? I just, I just do the workout that Jack puts in the app for me. Um, <laughs> but it is phased and stuff. Yeah. But I just changed phases to the last phase, so it's super high reps, less sets. And it's like with the phase before, I just got to a comfortable point where I was getting a little sore, but not that sore anymore. And then the phase changed, like right at the right time. Mm. Oh, and my whole body for the last week has been like at the upper end of sore again, which is great because then you know that 
you're doing something right. Like yeah. I'm still building muscle because I'm tearing and repairing the muscle, right? Yeah, and um, I, I do that as well. You finally get in the groove of the phase or the workouts in that phase and you're like, all right. Like you just get to the gym and know, you know what you're doing and you're getting in that comfortable phase and then changes. Changes. <laughs> and that is the idea of it. Yeah. Um, again, sometimes you can drag it out a little bit and just squeeze a little bit more out of it, but sometimes it's just better off just changing it. And again, it's, um, we're not talking about huge changes. No. But still similar exercises, just uh, rep range changes and yeah, like similar exercise but different. Like, not huge changes. A lot of people like, don't go from, you know, strength training to CrossFit or, you know, a high intensity workout and that is an extreme change. Yeah. And you, your body might actually go in the opposite direction because the change is so big. Not, not that either of those are bad, it's just gradually build into the CrossFit or the high intensity. Yeah. Start adding it in once a week instead of just going five strength training into five CrossFit. So just ease into it and your body will get better results that way as well. Mm -hmm. um, the second thing? Yeah. Protein. Oh yeah, of course. I think even if you aren't aiming to build muscle, you just want to be a healthy human, you want to have good brain function, you should focus on your protein. Mm. If you want to change your diet, your body composition at all, focus on your protein. Like. Any, you come to me with any question about health and fitness and my answer is probably going to be start focusing on your protein. Yeah. Because I feel like, yeah, there's a big movement online about like protein this and protein that, like protein bars and chips and snacks and chocolate and everything is like advertised to be protein this because we eat so much processed food so we don't eat enough protein. Mm -hmm. And if you're trying to build muscle, it's like the easiest thing that you can do to almost guarantee that you're going to get results, right? Mm. How much protein? It's like 1.5 to 2 grams per kilo of body weight is what you should be aiming for. Um, so if you're 100 kilos, you should be eating 200 grams of protein. Yeah. Thereabouts. So, and I think, I feel like a lot of people are like, oh, it's just so hard. It if, is. It, it, <laughs> That, was, that just ruins the point I was about to say. If you think it's hard, it's going to be hard. Yeah. Right? The more you like emphasize how hard it is, the harder it's going to feel. If you tell yourself it's not that hard to get the, the amount of protein in that I need, you're going to find ways to get it in. Mm. Right? And it's just like last week, like you were talking about just giving yourself a bit of a break. Some days you're only, if your goal is 200, some days you're only going to eat 100 grams. It happens, move mm -hmm. on, try better the next day. Yep. Add in a high protein something or other. Add a little bit more meat to your meals. Yeah. Like, just slowly work on it. It's not gonna happen overnight and you're not gonna hit your goal every single day, but most days you might. Consistency over a long period of time rather than eating a week of heaps of protein and then a week of none. none yeah. is, it's far better to try and be consistent. Yeah, and just on the first point that you brought up, We've said this on the podcast, like protein is very important. It is the building block for your body. But if your goal is muscle gain, then you need to focus on it more. Because as soon as you digest protein, your organs, your brain, your skin, your hair, eyes, everything is made of protein. So your bones will take some protein, ligaments, all that sort of stuff. And then your muscles get some. Yeah. So 
it's in that order. So that's that's why protein is important for overall health because your body needs it to function all the, for those things to all function properly. But also if you're trying to build muscle, you just need that extra so your muscles actually get the most it can. Yeah, definitely. Yep. Okay, let's do the last one. Rest and recovery would be my next answer, solution to building muscle, right? I was having this conversation in the gym last night. Oh, really? About re recovery and rest. So this person was training super hard and doing a lot of work and she's just starting to get all these niggles and that sort of stuff. And I'm like, you just need to focus on your recovery a little bit more. Focus on your recovery as hard as you are training. Mm. And a lot of people forget about it. And she's like, yeah, all right, I get it. And I said, just a little bit more like, and it will go a long way. And I said, just like your workouts, because she schedules all the workouts in so she doesn't miss them. Yeah. Schedule some recovery in, even if you just tack it onto the end of the um, workout or, you know, in the morning, afternoon, what, like just have it in your schedule so you get your recovery done. Yeah. And it could just be a sauna, like you, do, you don't have to be foam rolling, stretching, all those, like could be a sauna, ice bath. Um, a day off. A day off, a meditation, a breathing session, like you can jump on and do the Wim Hof for free on YouTube for 10 minutes. Yeah. That can be a little bit of recovery. So yeah, it doesn't need to, you know, be all those other things fancy things just 10 minutes of breathing something yeah yeah and if you don't i feel like if you neglect your recovery because i know when you start like building muscle especially in the beginning and you're seeing results and you're feeling like your muscles are slightly sore and you're feeling stronger it's super hard to want to miss a day yeah it's like i have to lift weights today because i have to build muscle i have to get stronger like it's, I know, trust me, I know, I still struggle with it. It's really hard to be okay to miss a day with, with training. Um, but obviously, if you are a little sore or a lot sore and you take a day off and you feel better the next day, then you're going to be able to put a lot more effort in in the gym and actually end up building more muscle than if you just keep pushing it like 50, 70%, right? 100%. So just For all you at home, rewind that and listen <laughs> to that last 50 seconds again. That's a great point. Um, but the overall arching godfather of this whole muscle building thing, yeah, sleep. Oh, yeah. So it is pointless trying to build muscle if you don't sleep properly. I, I just, it's just black. It's it's that black and white. Mm -hmm. If you're not sleeping properly, you're not going to reach your goals. Go back and listen to our sleep podcast, everybody. It was like three or four weeks ago. It's worth it. Um, just by getting that little bit extra sleep, your goals will skyrocket. Um, and quality sleep as well. Yeah. So um, we, won't, I won't, we won't dive into why that's so important because we've done many podcasts on it. Um, but yeah, sleep properly. Done? Done. Good, Good luck, everybody, building muscle. Thanks for the question. Good question. A lot to unpack in that question. Um, all right, awesome. That's it. Thanks, everybody, for tuning in. Um, if you've enjoyed it, obviously you have. If you listened to this long, as always, copy the show link, send it to a friend or family member because they will get something out of it as well and they'll get sweet as results. So they'll thank you and everybody wins. We win, they win, you win, everybody. Everybody will be happy and everybody will live forever. Exactly. Thanks again, everybody, and we'll see you in the next episode. Bye.